ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 27 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn about offers, promotions, and more at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Today, I want to talk a little bit about, I don't know, collecting differently than, than others. Us collectors, we find ourselves in situations where we can't help ourselves. We've got to collect something. And over the last few years, we've talked countless times. There's no shortage of content out there talking about how the prices and availability of the more traditional cards have gone up or you just can't find them sometimes, If you, especially if you want to buy packs, right? Or even if you want to collect individual players, the prices of a lot of individual cards have gone up as well, sometimes out of range of, of what you're willing to spend on a sport, but you still have this desire to collect. So what are you going to do in that situation? Sometimes we've got some people who give up and despite that desire to collect, they step away from the hobby. They decide that they no longer want to participate in the hobby, but others have moved on to other sports. And first we saw a rise in some of those fringe sports that were just on the outskirts of of the collecting base. They had a a tradition of cards. There were regular cards produced, but they just didn't have the mainstream popularity, right? And so we saw people move into wrestling, and we've seen wrestling cards rise tremendously over the last few years. One of the other fringe sports that that has had cards for the last 20 years or so is NASCAR. And we saw NASCAR go from being one of those products where you could buy wax on clearance at the big online retailers pretty much every year. It was a guarantee that it's going to come out at MSRP. And within three or four months, you're going to be able to get it on clearance at these places. And that's not the case anymore. You saw older wax be gobbled up. You see newer wax selling well above MSRP. And NASCAR has kind of stepped into that mainstream uh, tier now. You, you can't find it nearly as cheap. It's, it's not as expensive as the, the big, big sports, but it's definitely not dirt cheap anymore. And so you saw that as a niche product kind of fade away. And so where do you go from there? What else is out there that you can collect if you want to still collect something that maybe hasn't caught the same popularity as everything else? And so I'm going to talk about what I've done and what a couple other manufacturers are are doing now and just what I've been having fun starting to dabble in and learn more about. And so I'm going to get into those products here after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors that breaks new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. You can check them out at udogcollect.com to see what they're going to be breaking this week, or you can visit them in their brick and mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee to see their full selection of wax, 
singles, and you can even watch some of their breaks live there in the shop. So check them out at udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. All right, so what are some of the other niches that you might want to consider, you might want to dig into, or you might want to just learn more about the history and what's coming of cards in those areas and in those sports? There's a couple that I just want to touch on today, and and some of them I don't know much about yet. They haven't been one of the sports that I've dug into deeply, but I know others are digging into, and, and a couple... Uh, one in particular, cricket, I'm going to talk about where I have started to dabble a little bit and I have tried to learn a little bit more about what's going on. But what are some of the other ones that are on my mind? Things that are that have me curious about what's going to be coming in the coming years in those sports. The first one I'm going to mention is tennis. Tennis had a history, it had a run of of cards available and then it didn't for a long time. But we're starting to see more and more interest in tennis cards bubbling up. We've seen some Sports Illustrated for Kids cards do well. The old, uh, the old Net Pros cards are starting to to do well. They're they're gaining some traction, and we've seen some recent announcements that those may be coming back. And at the latest Tops conference, they talked about tennis being one of the products that's going to be coming. We don't have exact dates yet, but sometime in 2021, there are going to be Tops Chrome tennis cards. And so for those looking to get packs or, or brand new product, that's going to be there. But tennis also has a history that's often overlooked. There are 1920s and 30s tobacco cards featuring tennis players and tennis matches and things like that. And so there is a long history of, of vintage and even pre-war cards that, that you can collect if you want to dig into tennis or if tennis is your thing. One of the other things that we've seen come out recently, especially by Parkside Cards and more recently by Tops, is lacrosse. And there are lacrosse cards out there. That's another sport that is not necessarily widespread or has mainstream popularity in the U.S., but there are definitely regions and segments where lacrosse is a, is a standard um, sport that is played both by, by kids and adults, and there are professional lacrosse leagues that are out there, and now there are cards that go with it. And so Parkside Cards and Tops both have lacrosse cards that you can go out and, and dabble in. That's not something that I've gotten into yet, but I know there is a there is a growing interest in some of those lacrosse cards. And so you've got tennis, you've got lacrosse. Golf is a little more mainstream. You know, it, it also has a history of tobacco cards and pre-war cards that that you can track down some of the legendary golfers from the past, but it had its rise in the 90s and early 2000s like everything else it faded away for a while and now upper deck is bringing that back but we've seen a growing interest in golf as well kind of a bubbling to the surface of of some of that um, history some of that collecting base is is getting back into it and is growing and so golf is another kind of fringe or niche sport that doesn't quite have the same popularity as the others yet but is starting to show signs of of a growing interest and so consider golf cards and, and digging into those the history of those golf cards is another opportunity boxing is another fringe sport that i think is starting to see some interest and it's not necessarily with current boxers i think the current boxing product is is suffering i, I think ufc has overtaken boxing as as a, a very popular sport we don't know as much about current boxers as we did in the past 
but there are people who love the history of boxing. And it's another one where you can go back and find a lot of vintage boxing cards of, of some of the legends, tobacco era, uh, pre-war vintage. You've got a lot of history there in boxing cards that oftentimes gets overlooked, but there's a growing segment of vintage collectors who are going back and digging into boxing cards. So that's one that if you want to get into boxing, it's not necessarily the, the new products that are coming out that you'll be able to dabble in, but there's a ton of vintage cards in the boxing realm that you can go back and look at. And so while it, while it kind of doesn't have the, the same popularity today because of UFC and some of the other things that are more popular today, there is a lot of history to boxing and a lot of historical boxing cards that you can go back and dig into. But now I want to talk about the sport that I've started to dabble in a little bit. And why? how did I even find out about this? Why did I even start to gain some interest in that? And that is because of breakout cards and the session that they did on Hobby Palooza, and they did a whole section on some of these French sports. They talked about boxing, they talked about golf, and they talked about cricket. Cricket piqued my interest, and, and one of the reasons is because I had some friends here locally. We, we've got a big population of folks who are not from the U.S. that live in our town, and cricket is one of their favorite sports. And so there was a cricket league that several of my friends played in um, uh, several years ago. I also have relatives in Australia who love cricket. And so cricket had, had always been kind of a fringe sport that I've never really taken the time to learn. I've watched very little of it on TV, but I know it is a huge sport worldwide. There's a lot of worldwide interest in cricket. And so when they started talking about cricket cards and the history of cricket cards and the history of cricket on that episode of Hobby Palooza, it piqued my interest. I wanted to learn a little bit more. The second thing that really solidified it for me, made me want to really dabble in it, is that there was a local collector in town who came into the shop and he started to show me more and more uh, of some of the cricket cards that that he was collecting. He's not from the U.S. originally. He grew up in a country where cricket was a huge sport, and so he brought in some of the the cricket cards that he had collected from the '30s, some of the pre-war cricket cards that he had collected, and. There was just something really cool about these cards from the 1930s that he was picking up that were dirt cheap, just to be frank. They were dirt cheap. And so between the session that Breakout Cards did on Hobby Palooza, this local collector who was showing me some in-hand cricket cards, I said, you know what? I might dig into that a little bit. I want to learn a little bit more about what's going on. And so what I did is I, I followed some of the advice that they, they went with. I, I, I wanted to start with some of the, the greats. And the, the one great widely considered the best of all time is Don Bradman. The comparison that this, this friend of mine um, gave me was that Don Bradman is the Babe Ruth of, of, of cricket. So he's that legend from the 20s and 30s that was, un, was amazing, was, was the best that, that cricket had seen. And so that's where I started. And I, and I don't know if, if that's true. I'm sure there's some other players or some other cricket players out there that, that are, are good or in that same tier. But Don Bradman is the person that I started with. And I dug into and found the 1934 and the 1938 John Player and Sons tobacco cards of Don Bradman that I picked up for, I think I've picked up the whole sets for 20 or $30. 
and they're in amazing condition for being 80, 90-year-old cards. And so I started my Don Bradman Cricket Collection with the 1934 and 1938 John Player and Sons tobacco cards. And what I soon learned is, man, back in the, in the 20s and 30s, there was no shortage of these tobacco and candy and food companies putting out collectible trading cards from Australia and from England. There are a ton of different sets that are out there of these vintage pre-war tobacco and food issue cards of, of cricket. It's, there's a ton of them out there. And so I started with those 1934 and 1938 sets, and I added on some others from 1930 and some others in the, in the early 1930s. And then I came across an auction about a month ago, maybe. Um, it's, it's been a little while because it took, a, took some time for the mail to come. But I came across somebody on eBay from Australia who was selling, I don't know, there was 30-something different graded Don Bradman cards. And they were graded by Card Grading Australia, which is the first grading company from Australia. But I figure who better to grade a cricket card and many of those cricket releases coming from Australia than an Australian grading company for authenticity. And so the fact that these were already graded and looking like they might be fairly reasonable, I went ahead and decided I'm going to bid on a bunch of these. And I did. I, I bid on almost all of them. I ended up winning 10 of them. But I picked up 10 more graded cards from the 30s through the 50s of Don Bradman. And so there were food issue. There were uh, Wheaties, which is a, a food issue card. There was some more tobacco cards. There was several um, considered fairly rare, hard-to-find cards that were part of this auction that you just don't see come up. And so I, I was able to add on another 10 Don Bradman cards from the, the 30s through the 50s not too long ago. And I think I ended up paying somewhere around $35 shipped. And so these are already graded pre-war cards, $35 shipped from Australia as a average price per card. And I was pretty thrilled with that. I think that's some cool, unique additions um, to to the collection. It's fun to see these cards that are 80, 90, 100 years old. It's fun to read the backs. It's been fun to dig into and learn a little bit more about Don Bradman and the history that he had. And so I've been having a lot of fun tracking down some pre-war vintage cricket cards. But I also added a, a modern or a more modern card because, you know, I, as it was described to me, Bradman was the Babe Ruth, and this other guy that I have been collecting was considered the Michael Jordan of cricket. He's that more modern superstar, played in the 90s, and I believe his name is pronounced Sanchin Tendulkar. I might have mispronounced that, but that is the way that, that I've heard it, but it might not be right. But Sanchin is considered like the Michael Jordan of cricket, that more modern player that that stood above everybody else. And we've started to see some of his cards rise. He has a 1996 Futura card or Futera card that is um, considered his rookie card. There's a base version and then there's an insert parallel version that's serial numbered um, to 2000. And I, I picked up a couple of both of those just to dabble in kind of that modern era of, of cricket as well. I think there are still cricket cards being produced. Um, there are, they are still available internationally. I'm not sure if there are any available 
and like intended to be released in the U.S. But cricket's something that I've been having fun to dabbling in, and it's a huge popular sport worldwide. And if the collecting base of cricket grows worldwide, like we've seen some growing worldwide interest in soccer cards, there's an opportunity there to pick up some of these cards cheap. Like I said, these pre-war cards, a lot of these pre-war sets, you can buy the whole set of 50 cards or something for between $20 and $40 delivered, sometimes delivered from England or Australia. And so it has been a super cheap way to dabble in these pre-war cards of a of a sport that is popular worldwide. It gives me an opportunity to learn something new about these companies, about these sports, about these players. And it, it piques that interest of curiosity or lets me kind of fill that, that desire and that interest I have to learn something new. It gives me that desire to start to dabble in something that hasn't caught on, that isn't mainstream yet. And, and that's been fun for me. That is, is one of those things that when other things have have seemed to burn me out a little bit or things that have, have kind of made me get a little stale or feel stale about collecting other things. Cricket has been one of the things that has kept collecting fresh for me and has made it interesting. And so at the end of the day, I guess my whole purpose of, of having this conversation today is there are plenty of things to collect out there. There are plenty of sports to collect out there. And if you're willing to dig in, if, if you're curious, if you're interested in learning something new, take a look at golf, tennis, lacrosse, cricket, women's soccer leagues that, that don't have the mainstream popularity that others do, boxing. There are other sports out there that you can start to dabble in that can let you collect, that can give you a connection to a sport out there and make collecting interesting again. You can collect things that date back to the 1800s with some of these sports. And relatively speaking, you can pick them up at a fraction of the cost of what some of those vintage and pre-war baseball, basketball, football cards cost from, from those same eras. The Sports Card Shop is your small town local card shop with a global reach located in New Buffalo, Michigan. The shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini direct dealer, the sports card shop carries all major trading card brands, including Topps, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector. The sports card shop is your one-stop shop. So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 269-469-0140. Website is thesportscardshop at moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the Moco Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world. So now I want to know what you think. Have you been interested or curious about collecting some of these fringe sports or did the the topic today pique your interest and make you want to dig deeper i want to know what you thought about this if, if it's something that you've already started to dabble in or something that you're thinking about dabbling in in the future let me know reach out to me on twitter at the mike summer send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com send me a message on instagram or tiktok at waxpackhero i want to know what you think about 
collecting some of these fringe sports or learning more about the history of the cards available for some of these fringe sports. I know I've had a lot of fun doing that over the last several months, and I think you will too. Well, that is all I have for you today, so I'll catch you next time.